Happy Halloween, lovely listeners, and welcome to Everything Trying to Kill You, the horror movie comedy podcast. This Halloween is our third birthday, so we have a special treat for each other and for you because you're listening. Um, I'm Mary Kay. I'm Rachel. I'm Mary. And as you likely know, we are all writers. I write nonfiction, and by the way, y'all should buy my book. It's called America's First Female Serial Killer, Jane Toppin in the Making of a Monster. Um, so I write nonfiction, Rachel writes fiction, and Mary writes for the screen. So what we've orchestrated masterfully is a round-robin gift exchange, complete with a scary story to tell in the dark, a la Alvin Schwartz that each of us wrote especially for the recipient. So basically, what's happening is we're going to read aloud the scary story that our chosen person wrote for us and open a gift, and we're recording it. So grab your Negronis, and by the way, I misspelled that in this outline as Negroin, so mm. that's fun because Sounds I have two Negroins in. And let's open these presents. Oh my God, they have been sitting here and I have been so good. I did not shake them. I did not do anything with them. Mary's holding her tube in her mouth like a puppy. I'm so <laughs> glad you didn't shake yours, Mary Kay. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's <laughs> fragile. Is there a baby um, in it? Mm-hmm, probably a baby. Probably some that's baby teeth. Um, well, that's why you can't shake it then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, but first, our icebreaker. So... Mm. Um, listeners, we're recording on October 21st, and as we all know, our Halloween is being upstaged by the po- like post-apocalypse slash impending apocalypse slash election, so I think our icebreaker should be in the style of Thanksgiving, which is like one thing you did to celebrate Halloween or will do this year to celebrate Halloween or something Halloween related that you are excited about. Oh, so like a Thanksgiving when you're like, I'm thankful for. Yeah. I'm okay. Halloween for. Oh, perfect. That's exact. That's, <laughs> okay. that's how you should have written it in the outline. Then I would have understood. <laughs> Let's go in reverse seniority. So Rachel. So is that me? Okay. Yes. Um, I am the elder. <laughs> I am the group elder. <laughs> Look, uh, I'll take it. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to be the elder in this context, and I can avoid my actual aging, withering body being oh, older I'm than yours. Oh, I'm for sure a crone. I am like one step in the grave, and the other one on a banana peel. Like um, a street wedding. <laughs> yeah, it's like a street wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um. As Mary Kay, you've seen where I live. Like, it's basically the Coraline house. It is. And it's very spooky and very... It's, it is. It's, it's, in a great way. <laughs> it, it, I would even argue it has more character than the Coraline house. Because the Coraline house, what gives it character is the characters. Ours is the house. We have a, dis- <laughs> we have a disabled dumbwaiter. We have a bunch of doors up and, like, windows that have oh. been literally, like, bricked up. Like, it's crazy. Hard pass. And, um, but like... I the- didn't know that when I was staying there. You know I would have climbed in the dumbwaiter. They're human size for that reason. <laughs> so, um, there's, like... There's like four or five levels, and so what we've decided to do this year is that everyone's going to get together on the Friday before, which will still be a, a full moon, because it's going to be full moon the Saturday on Halloween proper, but it's still going to be mm-hmm. visible Friday. 
So we're all going mm-hmm. to like have like a kind of like a three tier like not a party because it's just people within the house. So no outsiders, just us. But it's still going to be like a cool three tier Halloween decor party trifecta and then the like a block party yeah just your house but for our spooky hill house and then and then the next day the um my friend who lives above me shannon and i are going to my friend's social distancing spooky um barbecue in salem because they recently bought a house last uh, september in salem massachusetts so you're celebrating safely. Yeah. And you there's only... You don't have to leave the house, so you don't have to pay for an Uber. Also, there's only 12 people at his Perfect. barbecue, and they're doing a Halloween costume contest, so my odds are gone! Listeners, Rachel's costume from last year was fucking terrifying. It, Rachel's a really beautiful woman, and you can't tell in that picture it is so scary by the way i wish y'all could see her birthday dress she looks so good it's black and sparkly we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give y'all some photo magic of ourselves in our in our fancy birthday outfits don't you worry not our birthday suits speak for yourself hey we might even come up with the everything trying to kill you only fans so i mean that could be a thing yeah let's do it Let's do it, Mary. Mary Kay is freaking out because I don't think she understands. I don't know if she doesn't know what OnlyFans is or if she just doesn't want to know. Like I she know can just sort tell. Of, and I don't want to know anymore. She can tell from her tone of voice that she doesn't. Want I to be support a you, and I support you hustling whoever will give you money from afar. <laughs> yeah, I support it. Okay. Who's next? I tacitly agree. You have my tacit support. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if we're going in reverse seniority, then I'm next. Um, your plan sounds super cool, and I'm so happy for you that you have friends. Um, I'm going to drink, I guess. You want to join me via, like, FaceTime? Yeah, maybe. You can, you can like, I, get dressed up and be in Salem with me. I think what I'll probably actually end up doing because work is going to be just bonkers for the next couple of weeks, I think what I'll actually end up doing is picking a scary movie and forcing my mother to watch it with me. That's always fun. That whole black people talking to the screen thing is very real in this household. So I made her watch Get Out a while back, and she did really like it, even though she's not a gore person. So I think we're going to try Us, and I'll be like, it's still a Jordan Peele, and I just won't really... You know, and she, you know, she loves Lupita, so like, I just won't really address the fact that it is gory because she will keep watching for Lupita, but above all, she will be watching for Winston well, Duke because, yes. you know, Trinidad and Tobago. So, Well, the other thing is like the gory scene is also the dance scene. And she's really gonna some like of that. it. She's going to like that them. a lot. Girl, that dance scene is incredible. Okay. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So yeah, I think I'm just gonna make my mom watch us with me. I'll make us some truffle butter popcorn with Ooh. nice parmesan on it, Ooh. and we'll we'll have some drinks, and um, then I will, um, you know, put her in a terrible position to be horribly terrified by a thing she didn't want to be terrified by. It's perfect. Sounds good, right? That is perfect. I like yes, it. I like it. I like it. Um. So as the elder, I go next, mm-hmm. and. Um, the r- listeners, 
Um, hopefully y'all have not been listening from the beginning because we're much better at this than we were when we started. But um, as one of the the OG co-founders, that's why I go last because of my seniority and elderliness. Um, my you are wearing attitude. a pearled glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I lo- keep losing my blue light glasses. These this way I don't lose them. They stay around my neck. That's a good call. I need to put them on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yes, I do have a glasses chain on. You can get them from Etsy or really anywhere because they're they really it makes it makes me wear them so much more. You know, because they're there. Anyway, um, so I have a plan for the eve of Halloween. Halloween day, we're going to go to my boyfriend's brother's house and uh, trick-or-treat with uh, his niece and nephew, which I'm super excited That's, about. Because, I love that. I know. And then I told my dad that, and he was like, I'm pretty sure they're going to cancel Halloween. And I was like, over my cold, dead body. And he was like, I don't want a whole bunch of kids walking up to me. That I, said, is I thought a... you said you got a new slingshot. And he said, yeah, I'm going to shoot one Eminem at him at a time and catch it in their mouth like at Benihana. I was about to say, I feel like it's just going to be like a parade situation. Like everyone stands on their porch yeah. and just like checks it. Like just Perfect. wear, you just sanitize your hands, you wash your hands, sanitize, you put on surgical gloves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you wear a mask, which Halloween is perfect for. Mm-hmm. So as you also may know, listeners, um, my apartment flooded uh, and is uninhabitable right now. Which so and then I, after I raised hell with four grown men um, and threatened to call all their superiors and shit, they finally agreed to move me to the identical apartment next door, which is actually a little bit better. Um, which means that both of the ba- like the patio porches um, uh, are mine. <laughs> that's um what they tacitly agreed to and they moved me next door and let me know that there was no one living next door so i've invited nine people because 10 max is mm-hmm. what the cdc says um masks mandatory so if you don't get a nose and mouth covering at all times you get bounced and i'm not scared to bounce no one obviously i cussed out four grown men to get this apartment so that's mm-hmm. fine with me i can do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah, so we're going to be on the patio, nine friends, and y'all know normally, like last year I was girl with the green ribbon when we went to Spooky Empire. Oh, that was so, so I love, amazing. I love a gory costume. I love mm-hmm. a really scary one, but because we're going trick-or-treating, you know, with a three and a one-year-old, mm-hmm. I had to be like, maybe no. And then also I want to do a couple's costume, but not be corny. Also, there's not a ton of famous, like, interracial couples to mimic. Um, Last year I said we should be Ryan and Kelly, even though that's not really right. It's close-ish, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But this this year um, I'm making paper mache lion masks so that he can be Mufasa and I can be Scar. I'm really excited about them. I'm so excited. Is this an homage to our encounter at the bar? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about it. And when y'all are listening to this, I will be wearing that costume. So the day that this comes out, mm-hmm. I will be wearing that mask. And See, I'm going to take a thousand pictures of it and I won't let you miss it. <laughs> Don't worry. So here, there are, there are two things that stood out about this to me. 
One are you being, gonna say that Mufasa and Scar are not a couple, bitch? I know this. No, I would never oh, say okay. that. I don't give a shit about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that a, um, if I were to make paper mache lion masks, they would be so much more terrifying than just dousing myself in blood. <laughs> so good well, job. Well, I got a pattern. Like I got a pattern. And- okay. Marathon watched Shit's Creek and taped them all together. And I mean, they look pretty bomb. I was skeptical because, you know, when you just cut out a bunch of random shapes, you're like, this is going to turn into a lion. Okay. (laughs) But it was really cool. And I will definitely link to that pattern in the show notes because she has like a giraffe one and a wolf Mm -hmm. one and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It's really cool. It was only $12 and I used a whole bunch of recycled cardboard. So, yeah. And the other thing that stood out to me was that since you could only invite nine people, this is like the MySpace <laughs> top eight of For Halloween sure. parties where like now mm-hmm. your friends know who you actually like. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. It's really not even like who I actually like, but who is nearby and who will comply with my list of demands. My <laughs> list of demands. That's actually well, yes, because how I we're going to go see small children later, and we need to make sure that we're going to be safe when we're partying like adults, because we don't want to yeah. get them sick. No, I think, um, I love that. I That's actually how I choose my friends in the first place, who will <laughs> comply with my list of demands. See, I really choose bitches who will pile on with me. Like, not only should you be in a scar mask, but you also need a fur bodysuit. That was mm-hmm. y'all's line, and you failed me. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, I thought I was supporting you by pointing out the potential for petty in your party planning. Yeah, thank you. So <laughs> I did my part there. But uh, and I, I did it love real and alliteratively. I <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. You did. Um. Yeah, so I fucking love Halloween, and I'm excited for this episode because it's really just us bullshit, and we don't even... I was like, when we were getting ready to record, I was like, my notes! Where are my notes? And I was like, I'm just winging this shit. Let's do it. <laughs> so bummed. We're just gonna get weird. Remember that time I... did I... write us an outline, even though we don't need one because I have anxiety, and they have stepped down my dosage. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> So, you want to see all my post-its? I have a whole book of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I Realizing that, like, for ADHD, I have the impulse to make a billion post-its, but that I that, that is actually, like, reverse helpful. Like, it feels helpful to do, but then having them everywhere is actually hurting me more than it's helping was, like, a mm-hmm. breakthrough. I know it's not true for everyone with ADHD, but for me, it was like, oh, the visual clutter is creating yeah. a problem. I feel like I need mm-hmm. to see it to remember, but I need to have that stuff more organized. So using like a, like a bullet journal was better for me because then I knew where to find all that information again. Oh, I have one of those as well. Yeah, I knew where to find all that information, but it wasn't like intruding on me at moments I didn't need it. That was good. That was good for me. I'm going to pop this bottle in celebration. Let's do it. Whoa. <laughs> that was a mighty... A mighty step. So, are we still going? Are we going in reverse seniority for our our round robin? I think that I sounds think nice. Should. Okay. Rachel, I think that are so you ready? Is, well, what do we do? F- okay. So, are we saying that I open first, or Mary Kay does mine first? You open first. Okay. Open. So then, do I do story first or open first? Story first. Story first. Okay. I am pulling you up. Pull. I'm. I'm 
I so am. while she's pulling it up, listeners, this is the story that Mary wrote for Rachel. And y'all, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. So be nice about it. But also, oh. but also, please, I, I don't, I don't generally write prose fiction, like for real, everyone chill. But everyone, okay, if you are new here, let's, let's, let's have a chit chat, okay, real fast. <laughs> everyone used to talk about how I used to collect teeth, full disclaimer, I do not actually take teeth from my place of employment, which is oral surgery. I need that to be known. I need that to be known. Okay. With that said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary, (laughs) I'm already impressed. The title of her story to me is called Toothsome. All right. So can I start? Can I start? I'm super excited. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm so excited. Okay. Toothsome. Ooh, it just even looks good. Ooh, with that italics. Okay, <laughs> what sorry. A great word. Ooh, italics. Oh shit. <laughs> Formatted. Oh my gosh. Okay. Toothsome. Everyone on the dive agreed Cheryl's find was the most fascinating. Eerily pristine, unusually large, the single human tooth glistened against the black volcanic sand, a fanged pearl shimmering on the ocean floor. She was delighted a jeweler down the block found a way to mount it so she could wear it on a slim chain around her neck for her friends and colleagues to admire. To compliment- Fuck yes! Fuck yes, this is so good! (laughs) To compliment her quirky, adventurous, adventurous spirit. She waited a giddy week to pick up her prize, which she did on her way to work Monday morning. Cheryl strutted into the office with her chin high, just as she had expected. Patricia gasped loudly the minute she saw her. Patricia cooed and exclaimed over the tooth. All this talk of teeth, my goodness, Patricia couldn't believe she almost forgot to show Cheryl. Tommy had a new tooth of his own. Patricia hunted laboriously over her phone, pecking clumsily at the screen until she found the picture of her daughter until she found the picture her daughter sent just after church on Sunday. She spun the screen triumphantly to Cheryl. Tommy did indeed have a single tooth thrusting ignominiously forth from his gums. Not that it improved his appearance. Not that anything could. His gaunt cheeks, the coffee ring dark hollows beneath his eyes his gaunt cheeks the coffee ring dark hollows beneath his eyes the single tuft of downy white blonde hair far too low on his forehead all that under a crusty glaze of red sauce made him look like a tiny demented cannibal cheryl (laughs) he's an ugly baby (laughs) mary gay okay I hate ugly babies. Everyone's like, they're so cute, bitch. No, they look smushed. Cheryl, of course, smiled broadly and tittered about how adorable he was. And as Patricia stumbled through her photos again to find another, Cheryl suddenly coughed, choking on something unfamiliar. Patricia gave her a few hearty slaps on the back, and Cheryl spit the offending object into her hand, a single tooth. No! Okay. Jesus Christ. Horrified, Patricia was sure that couldn't be Cheryl's, could it? 
Hadn't it just fallen from the necklace? Why, look, the tooth was gone. Cheryl clutched at the chain and felt his absence relieved, but couldn't help probe her mouth with her tongue for full reassurance. Because, yeah, same. When it plunged through a gap, the blood drained. When it plunged through a gap, the blood drained from her face. She excused herself in a mumble and raced to call her dentist, who was able to squeeze her in the following day. Miserable though the rest of the day was, Cheryl fell asleep, relieved that she'd get answers tomorrow. When her eyes fluttered open in the morning, she realized she'd been wrong. She flew. No, 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 no. <laughs> she flew. <laughs> she flew to the bathroom mirror, desperate that her eyes would contradict what she could already feel, but eyes and mouth agreed. Where yesterday there'd been a gap, there now, there were now two teeth. Mortified, she snatched up her phone to call the dentist and cancel. She was. Sorry, of course, but a colleague had a family emergency, and she felt it was important to pitch in by covering for her, which surely the dentist's office could understand. As she hung up the phone, she felt it this time. Her heart sinking into the depths of her bowels, she spat out another tooth. Now there was nothing to do but wait. The following morning, Cheryl awoke to see exactly what she'd expected. Two teeth sprouted overnight to fill the gap of the second tooth she recently lost. Yo, bitch. You're mine. <laughs> so cool and gross. She sat on the toilet catatonic until the chime of the text jolted her from the dull, empty buzzing that filled her mind. A friend wanted to know if Cheryl would like to join her at a singles event over the weekend. Cheryl replied that it sounded fun and she checked her calendar. Out fell another tooth. Mm. For months, this continued, Cheryl finally divining the pattern with harrowing trial and error. Anytime she said anything about the absolute truth, she lost one tooth and gained two in its place. Intention didn't matter. Lies of omission caused it just as well. Anything but the most radical honesty would cause a tooth to fall out. She quit her job, citing health reasons. Out fell one. In came two. She texted a needy friend. No, you're not bothering me. I'm always here for you. Out fell one, in came two. She bowed out of her mother's 60th birthday celebration due to quote-unquote work. Out fell one, in came two. Once every tooth had been replaced by two, she stared at herself in the mirror, willing herself the courage to try the last thing she could think to do. With a final deep breath, she raised the pliers. Oh, uh, bitch, bitch. <laughs> You took, so you took a fascination of mine and turned it against me. <laughs> the fuck? With a final deep breath, she raised the pliers and wrenched and wrenched a set of teeth from her mouth. As she rinsed her mouth with vodka and packed the bloody hollow with gauze, she thought she should pray. She realized she couldn't form the words, not even in her head. She laughed. A horse choked, barking sound, and sprayed the mirror with a mist of blood and spit. In a world, this is vicious. This is obviously ruled by cruelty and evil. What could she pray to? When she finally drifted to sleep, she felt a warmth and calm she hadn't known for weeks. If it worked, if pulling her own teeth would prevent them from growing back, she would yank them out of her head with her hands in the middle of the town square as she danced to a marching band.
flinging each repulsive little tusk in a gleaming, gory arc as far as her arm would send it. She awoke to four teeth sprouted from the tender wound. She began to laugh. She laughed until tears streamed down her face, the salty streams stinging her broken lips, cracked and peeling where her overstuffed jaws distorted them from their original shape. She laughed as her pungent breath stung her own eyes. She hadn't been able to close her mouth for the better part of a month, and the, crowd, and the teeth crowded one another so badly she couldn't possibly brush or floss them well. She laughed as she wrapped her misshapen face in a scarf, flung some clothing into a bag, and left her apartment for the first time in months. Her keys, wallet, phone, and other personal effects untouched in their usual spots. She laughed long into the wilds, where, adventurer, where adventurers claim they hear her laughing still. If you follow the brutal sound, they say you might even catch sight of her. Countless rows of rusted, rotting teeth descent distending her face to a horrific grin. They say if you see her, she'll stop laughing and make the only other sound she can still make, an ear-preasing howl of unspeakable agony. Either way, at least she's telling the truth. Bro, what the fuck? Oh, that was so good. Can you publish that? Yeah, you need to send that out. You seriously need to awesome. send that out. That's amazing, Mary. Oh, thank you. I I really just thought that you liked teeth. And then I thought, well, everyone has a nightmare about losing teeth. What if you had too many? Mary, I love that. Yay, that was such a good story. Oh my god, Mary Kay, you're gonna be so mad at me by how like shitty mine. No, mine sucks compared to that. No, you're gonna you're gonna get mine. You're like, bitch, what the fuck? What what the? F-? You're gonna be like, Rachel, did you even Rachel? Are you a team player? That'll or no, be fun too. You know how sometimes in scary stories it's like, oh that, sh-, like that made me shudder in my core, and then some of them it's like, and then there was a cat. see i really like the latter so when we the last time we actually read from the scary stories books i got that wait till marvin comes one and i was that was that was my absolute favorite thing that i've ever i thought that was the funniest absolute funniest thing that's ever happened to me in my life that i was just like oh i like dogs let's read this one or like cats or whatever it was you know let's read this one so, oh, I'm glad you liked it. I did very deliberately take an interest of yours and ruin it. I told my mom just before we recorded. So I wrote Rachel the story and she collects teeth. And my mom said, wait, where does she get them? And I said, I have never received a satisfactory answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> and then I described, the st- I explained the story to her. And when I was done, she said, Mary, that's disgusting. <laughs> That's how you know you did a good job when your mom is like repulsed by you. Oh, but that happens all the time, though. Like, I don't, oh, same, you know, same. So, but yeah. also, like, all jokes aside, I know we said that this is incredible, and it is. But my favorite, 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 favorite thing about short stories is the way that they close. My favorite is a good fucking last sentence. I live off of it. I live off of it. And the way that this ends, and everyone listening. It has its own sentence. It's like its own separate entity. It goes, either way, at least she's telling the truth. Oh, it even like has like its own beat, you know? Oh, that hits me good. That's a nice, 
Ooh, I hit me. Beautiful. No notes. <laughs> no notes. None necessary. Send it out. Okay. Well, you for guys real, can tell though? me later what you would do, what I would do with that if I were going to send well, it. Uh, I if I, what I would do with it is send it out to 20 places and then wait for the acceptances to roll in. I don't know what, what I would do. I don't know what places are. Oh, but, I'll find you some. Okay, thanks. We cool. got you. Mm-hmm. Rachel, would you like to open your presents? Oh so, my god, I Open forgot. your presents. Listeners, do be advised that one of her presents arrived weirdly early, according to my package tracking. So she accidentally <laughs> opened it because I was like, well, that can't be mine. It's not supposed to get there for like a week and a half. Um, so we'll we'll mention that when time comes to it. But... Should I not start with that? Or should I just you can start? start either way, whichever, whichever feels good to you. Let me just start with the one that's already opened. So listeners, mm-hmm. we all know those little like magnets, or, like little like little poems, little sentences. You can make like little sentences, like oh look, look, look I got these like little cool like little poem on my fridge. Yeah, well she got me this, but the whole box and they're all office related. <laughs> they're all office related. The first thing I'm looking at in here says gym. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Of all office related things, that's a terrible no. place to start. <laughs> Well, no, no, I actually have been going through these. I'm just looking at it right now. I've been going right, through right, these. Right. And so far, I have on my fridge, Infection of Dunder Mifflin Dementors. <laughs> We're going to post this on Instagram. <laughs> Dwight Vagina Irrigation Question. <laughs> Ice Cream Sandwich. They menstruate. <laughs> um... Turntables Assistant, Costa Rica Creed, um, Toby Loved Hitler, and then this last one. Um, Todd Packer, Medical Paperwork, Plague, Penis Joke. And that sounds like a, like notes Michael Scott is I know, but making. But sounds like, like, a, like a note I would write myself in the margins of a screenplay. Like, I, I, gotta, I gotta figure that out and insert it here. Yeah, yeah. It sounds Which like is what she said. that idea. Yeah. Like, like, Michael's, like, writing, like, all these, like, what are, like, some Todd Packer jokes? He like, let no me, like, arms or legs. <laughs> what is this? What is this? This is how we let a nation. <laughs> okay, so, my first secret one that I did not open yet. Um, I, I don't know. This is I not, know. this is not from you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm only asking because I am a part of a few different gift exchanges. Like no, for that's Halloween. not for me. This isn't that's... from you? Nope. <laughs> so, listeners, if you're part of a, of, a, of a Christmas gift exchange, make sure you tell them where it's coming from. <laughs> I don't even know what this is. <laughs> it's like sheer caftan with a skeleton theme. It's a skeleton poncho, bitch. Oh, no, amazing. no, I think it's, I think, is it a poncho? You really didn't get this for me. Oh my god. No. I kind of wish I had, but no. It's all, it's a, almost as practical. It's almost as practical as what I got you, but jeez. Did you give me the ice thing? Yes! I had that on my wish list for my gift exchange. That's why I thought that was not from you and from my girl from the gift exchange. I thought that was for me. I didn't even know. What is it? What is it? (laughs) What is it? 
Rachel, can you get it just so she can see it? So she stops behaving this way. Yeah. <laughs> you did not she's give just her. like she's just like tits in a poncho at this point. <laughs> alright, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna pee my pants. <laughs> I'm peeing my face. Let me go get it for you. Hold on, hold on. Kind of oh, demented God. person says I'm peeing my face. Yes, <laughs> Nikki. I was laughing so hard when you cried. You know what would have been really horrific is that I just opened the tube. I'm not pulling anything out. I just opened it to make sure I could get into it and it wasn't too complicated. At first, I was like, oh my God, there's nothing in here. She's going to be so pissed. Okay. <laughs> so, um,. Part of my gift exchange on the thing that we did for like Elfster or whatever yeah. it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, they- for uh, Trista Edwards, her candle company is Marvel Moon, mm-hmm. and they have some real amazing candles. And she did that as uh, um, a sort of just fun secret pumpkin ex- ex- blah, 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 exchange. And I'll link to her uh, company in the show notes because they're really beautiful and they smell so amazing. Gorgeous, so gorgeous. So one of the oh, her book is coming out too. Spectral Evidence. Um, it's a book of poems scary poems mm. they're awesome and i really can't oversell it don't worry i will link to it in the show notes <laughs> okay right. so one of the things mary got me which i thought was from that gift exchange because it was on my wish list because this also came this came this came very early this became yeah, this, this, came, this came even before the other thing so oh. when i looked at it i was like oh well that was part of my wish list so it wasn't from mary it's these um ice molds and it's, I don't have the box anymore, so I can't really show you, but they're shaped like skulls. Dope. And I actually, it's funny because before we started, I was actually using them. And Mary, I have to tell you, I'm actually obsessed with these. I use them, I use them literally every day. I've taken, I had to show you a picture where I took to I show. want some. They're Aww. so cool. The only thing is that because they're so dense, they take like six hours to fully like yeah. form. It's definitely an overnight kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. The but, hope um, is that they melt so slowly that you and just they put do. The ice he doesn't in. get diluted. And, and they do, and they're amazing. I love them, and I've been taking pictures and showing them off to everybody. Oh, I'm glad you like them. I love them. Actually, love That's them. That's a great guy. And I'm also like trying to figure out what the fuck this is. I I'm pretty sure. It's what you wear when you go to the Halloween sex party, so you're technically in costume, but you're also protected. This wasn't on my wish list, but I'm going to wear it. Bet. Okay. All right, Mary. I'm so sorry that, like, two of yours... You just opened all my presents, all my presents. But I'm glad you liked them. You've liked them. That's the important thing. She, she liked them so much, she's already been using them. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just thrilled. Oh, did you read your? Did you read um, the um, gift messages in any of them? I did. Re- I didn't see the one for. I didn't see the one for the ice tray. I only saw the one for. Um, for the magnets. For the magnets. Where I said, "I hope this makes your life better than mine," and signed like, it. Thought. Yeah. No, she said. No, she said. I hope this makes your life less miserable than mine. And she signed it T-H-O-T. And viewers, um, I did have, like, 
this weird stalker who like reached out to like our like not really a stalker uh, but he like yeah mm, no mm, he was mm, mm, he reached out to like our email to like talk to me so honestly he was so weird that I thought it was from him because I was like guys this is from you and she thought her gift wasn't here yet so I was like oh god did he find me again no I was I I signed it that hoe over there which I feel like he would not do oh. He might, though. That email he sent us was very charismatic leery. That's true. Was there, a message a- in- was there a message in the last one? This last one? No, it just... Wait. Yes, it, it says, gulp, gulp, you thirsty little trollop from the other trollop. Oh. Yes. Do you remember what the other one said? I don't know. I might be able to look it up. I'll look it up while you're opening your last one. The last one is... You, what is it? Is what it is a it? shot glass? Is this a shot glass? Cool. Yeah. So it's like, Mary Kay, you could like put your, like your hand inside and touch it. Touch it. Is this skull? It's mm-hmm. Yorick. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It's a, it's, I don't it's know how to hammer. describe. It's like a hollowed out skull inside a glass that's a shot glass. That's amazing. Can you imagine how beautiful a Negroni would look in that shot glass? I mean, I know a Negroni's not a shot. I'm just saying. It's beautiful. amazing. Love it. Amazing. Oh, my God. Mary, you're the best at this. Look. And it goes perfect with my new bar. My new bar. Your new poncho? Oh, your new bar. bar. (laughs) Cool. I love it. Guys, this is amazing. Mary, you're amazing. I love these. I will. I'm going to. Especially that weird selfie of me and the poncho, too. Yes, especially that. (laughs) Mary! It's my turn. Yeah. Okay, bitch, let's do this story. So, uh, listeners. You gotta open the envelope first. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm just gonna shut up because you have very clear instructions. I don't know if y'all heard me earlier when I said I have anxiety and they stepped down my medication, but you will see. How thorough I am. So <laughs> with what these I instructions. what I received was um, a single piece of mail. I shared mine digitally, like it's the twenty first fucking century. Mary Kay and said sent me hand addressed mail with some dope ass stamps on it. Arturo Schromberg and Spencer Allen Locke, Nella Larson. Very cool. Why did it need so many stamps? You ask. I don't fucking know yet. I'm trying to save the postal system, okay? No, but what I mean is, why did it take so many stamps? Because there's something in here. It weighs something. And then when I turn it over, like I'm going to open it, it says, Mary, open your card first. More instructions there. And then there's a sticker of an ice cream cone, like soft serve, as if the instructions were, would be like less menacing with a sticker. (laughs) No. (laughs) They're not. They're, they're very much not. I've been terrified. Okay. Oh, something is wrapped up in tissue paper. Don't open that yet. I did. It said card first. Did it not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a card. I just wanted to Mary. Make sure you it also says this. open this first on the card. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Hey, good looking. Oh, thank you. You're a smart card. <laughs> All right, Mary. Okay, first open your gifts. Do the bigger one first. Now, it's a Goosebumps inspired. No, open it. Open it. Oh, oh it I see now. what I mean. Like, I should stop in the middle. You, sh- you should have, like... Inc- Do it. <laughs> included, like, a pause or something for me there. 
Sorry. I was writing by hand, and I was thinking four sentences farther down than I could write. Okay. Ooh, good. Oh, my God. It is amazing. So Yay. it is an art print in the style of, like, a Goosebumps cover. Oh, my God. Featuring Lupita Nyong'o as <gasps> Red and Us. I'm so she glad my... that I didn't spoil it earlier when you were talking about watching it with your mom. I know. I, that's perfect. Like, I, that's honestly, that's like just someone asked me the other day. I, I had, a, I think I had a customer at work or something. And I mentioned that, you know, the horror podcast. And they said, well, what's your favorite horror movie of the last like five or 10 years? And I said, you know, the one I keep coming back to is us. I, I When Yay. I first watched it, I thought like, very good. Enjoyed. We had a great episode about it. But it's one that like, I... I rewatch and I'm just like, oh no, it's worse every time. Like instead of getting like more chill every time because I know it's going to happen, it's like harder to watch every time because then every time I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, this country is horribly fucked, but I've done nothing to change it since I watched the last time. So Um, searing moral indictment, Mr. Peel, searing moral (laughs) indictment. All right. Um, that I don't think I wrote this in the in the note, but that print is by Alex Vincent, and he has several Goosebumps inspired like reimagining. So what I'd like to do is continue reading this thing because the next thing okay. it says is, it's a Goosebumps inspired art print by <laughs> Alex Vincent. I'm having anxiety, okay? <laughs> the I tale of the it. tethered with Lupita, your fave scream queen. Okay, second, do the tissue wrapped one now. Now that I understand how the instructions work, <laughs> I will do so. This is what was taking up all the space in that fucking envelope, y'all. Yeah. Not the gift, the tissue. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you just give me the tooth for my own story? Mm-hmm. So it's a rock with a golden symbol upon it. <laughs> I'm going to put that down. I think the more I handle that, the deeper in I get. (laughs) Since I know you hated Midsommar, I did not hate. (laughs) I just cannot watch again for my own psychological well-being. All the gore is fine. All the other stuff is fine. It's just the first 20 minutes where she has a bad boyfriend. Um, (laughs) I got you a runestone from the store in Nashville called Hail Dark Aesthetic. That rune is called Perth. Pronounced Perth. <laughs> why did you why did you do that? Like you made me think I said it, it wrong. Funny. You made me think I said it wrong and then I was like, nope, she just wrote it the exact same way. I did like an I they did like an instantaneous like handwriting comparison. Like I was a forensic scientist and was like, nope, it's the same word. From the Aspen tree, and it's called summary. Or I don't know. That's what the note said. I just transcribed. No, I just mean the 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 next thing you've written. The next thing you've written (laughs) is what I just said. Is not a letter. Oh, there. A. I think your pen just skipped out. A imitation, initiation. Hold it up to the camera. Mary Kay has really like distinctive and glamorous handwriting, but every and so often, every so often, it gets a little. I can't see any of that. Okay, That's cool. just chicken scratch. All right. 
I think it's initiation, determining your path, knowledge of future patterns, evolutionary change. Now to figure out how to wield it. Oh shit, baby, it's an amulet! Stop it! Did we ever figure out what that word means? (laughs) Also, this scary story to tell in the dark. About the scary story, excuse me, to tell in the dark. COVID and quarantining has been giving me some nutso dreams, and your story is loosely based on one of them. Have fun and read with feeling. Bitch, I have a theater degree. You know I got this. Thanks for doing this show with me for three years and being my BFF for 10, which is true. We old. We are old. As fuck now, bitch, which is true. And may it forever be 512 somewhere. Okay, love you. Bye. Mary Kay. Um, beautiful. Best card ever. Yay. I'm going to treasure my amulet. I have to figure out what to do. I think I might mount my amulet on a slim chain to wear about my neck. Oh, fuck. Then you're going to lose one amulet and grow two. And- <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Eventually, shit. Eventually, I will have all of the amulets. There will be no amulets left for the yeah, others. You have the dress in a row. I'll basically be. I will be Sauron. I have the amulet. Yeah. Remember that time that Rachel said she didn't want to meet the Disney version of Sauron, like the like, like furry version of Sauron, and I lost my shit. That's what I'm gonna become now that I have this amulet. All right, Mortimer's Beans by Mary Kay McBrayer, written in the style of Alvin Schwartz's scary stories to tell in the dark, adapted to adulthood, and dedicated to the lovely Mary Amelia Byer. Thank you. Oh no, these names already are concerning. Amelia was driving Jake. Bitch. (laughs) These are how my dream told it to me. I'm not responsible. The dream told you I was driving your ex-boyfriend? Oh, my God. (laughs) They were on a couple's road trip to a nearby quirky city. Just to get away. He said, out of the blue, I quit my job. Amelia tried to keep her eyes on the mountain road and its hairpin turns, but she had a thousand questions. Do you have another job line up? Do you know how hard it is in this economy to find stable employment that also pays well? Have you ever had to find another job out of necessity? You know you're not going to get another job as good as the one you just quit since you weren't even really qualified for that one, right? She said none of this. She kept her hands at 10 and 2 and waited for him to continue. Jake did not bring it up again until after they checked into their bed and breakfast in awkward tension, dropped their bags, and got directions from a local to a nearby ice cream place. The air was thin and dry, and it was oddly the exact temperature of their air-conditioned room. He had both hands shoved into the front pocket of his black hoodie when he said, If I moved for graduate school, would you come with me? Amelia looked over in surprise. When did you apply to graduate programs? I didn't yet. I'm saying if I did. What do you want to study? I don't know yet, Amelia. God, are you weaponizing my previous relationships against me? She did not say, I can't make a decision without all the information. She did not say, I don't think you have given this a single thought at all. She did not say, do you expect me to support you financially when I had to slog through that experience years ago by myself? She did not say no, but of course she didn't have to. After she ordered and paid for herself, Adam backed out of the ordering line. 
He said he needed to go back to the apartment to think. Amelia had gotten better about giving him his space, even when he did not outright ask for it. She bit the bottle of her waffle cone and walked to the trash can by the window to get a napkin. As she tipped her head to the side to slurp from the bottom, a woman dressed in a navy blue skirt suit gestured toward her, holding open the glass door for Amelia to exit. The woman said, you can order at that window. Amelia thought the woman was a real estate agent or something, and clearly she had already ordered. So in the method she had learned for dealing with nutso ideas and unsolicited life advice, she just nodded. The ice cream was dripping down her wrist already. Mm, thank you. Amelia. Hey, do you remember the sticker, though? I do, with it's the ice cream. Comment. <laughs> um, also, I'm sorry if you hate this. This was my dream. It's not. I'm not responsible. I'm not I, responsible? I don't, I don't hate this. It feels a little bit like what I did to Rachel. <laughs> I thought that's what we were supposed to do. It is. That's it is. not what I did. I'm sorry. Yes. So um, Amelia could not go back to the B and B yet. So she went up Wait, to the window. Also, for a cold reading, this is awesome, Mary. You're killing it. Okay, go thank ahead. you. <laughs> Literally trained to do this. Um, Amelia could Amelia could not go back to the B and B yet. So she went up to the window and saw the sign over a new storefront that she had not noticed before: Mortimer's Beans. Mm 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 girl. You in danger. My dream gave me that name. It sounded like a fairy tale name. And what a terrible logo. You couldn't even tell what the business was. It looked closed, but then she saw a group of hipsters sitting in a circle inside. They looked stoned, but there was no cloud of pot smoke billowing from the open window of what, on closer inspection, looks to be a vintage store. When she opened the door, a bell jangled, and a girl came from behind the desk on the side of the store and asked Amelia if she'd like a cup of coffee while she looked around. Mm-mm. You can't, that's, that's how they got Persephone. Amelia said, sure. And within seconds, a cup of coffee and an earthenware mug was in the hand where she just had ice cream. She expected it to be diner coffee since the woman had offered it for free. But when tasted, it was walnutty and chocolatey and clearly fresh brewed. Wait, so they were, were they selling old vinyls here? Or like, how did this place stay in business? It had the feel of an old, unplanned house full of corridors and bedrooms that had been added on one by one for each child the original tenants had, but apparently it was some sort of indie alt-rock concert venue. She wandered around the place and finally, at an antique mirror t- hung too high to be actually enjoyed, she tried to fix her disheveled <laughs> hair. I appreciate the reference to my shortness. Thank you. When she leaned into the mirror... <laughs> I didn't do it like that. <laughs> Y'all, I'm like three inches shorter than Mary Kay. <laughs> That's not how I meant it. It was no, like no, it's a just, dream. I know, but I mean that I'm like three inches shorter than Mary Kay. But she has, she seems to have no ab- physical ability to remember <laughs> that this is true. So when we are together, I'll like reach for something and be like, can you help me with that? And she's like, bitch, you get, oh, wait, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have really good posture, so it's misleading. Well, it's, you know, years of ballet. So, um, all right. Tried to fix her disheveled hair. This is true about me. When she leaned into the mirror to wipe where her eye makeup had run after the road trip, she saw that her pupils seemed to be bleeding. Not not bleeding blood, but leaking the way an ink pen might if you broke the tip. Amelia startled back. Her vision didn't seem to be affected. Had she gotten liquid eyeliner in her eye again? She blinked fast and leaned in again. Rather than disperse, her pupils continued to widen. She decided at that moment to nope out of there real quick. Real fucking quick. 
Because the house was so confusing, though, she couldn't find her original way back. She turned the wrong way, and she walked down a hallway that seemed to be in the process of renovation. The exposed gray drywall made her angry, and when she backtracked to find her way, she saw Jake at the opposite end of the hall. Her blood pressure went up, and she yelled, I am so sick of your indecision. You don't know how sweet your shit is. You never had to work three part-time jobs to make ends meet because you are just a figurehead for nepotism. You don't even know what you want to do with your life. How can you ask me to abandon everything I've worked for to follow you down a path for which you have no fucking direction? Yeah. And you don't even, you haven't even applied yet. You're never going to apply. You have zero initiative and 100 level audacity. And by the way, you should never pay for graduate school. If they're not paying for you to go, they don't want you bad enough. Then, out of a blinding rage, her throat constricted and she fell on the unfinished panel ramp that led up into the room where Jake stood. She felt the pull of hair at the line of her scalp and the tearing of her skin as it peeled back from her skull. Her face seemed to melt and her hands prickled as she lifted them to press on her cheeks. When she finally stood, the antique mirror was at eye height. She saw that in place of her dark hair and skin, she now had cold blonde height. I don't want that. She now had cold blonde highlights with three inches of roots parted in the middle. Mary's face. Parted in the middle and a clear milkmaid's complexion. I hate this more than growing extra teeth. She was gorgeous, but she had also been gorgeous before. Oh, thank you, girl. Um, she stormed up the ramp and this time immediately found the desk where the girl had given her the coffee. Give me another cup, she demanded. Change me back from this bullshit. The stoners <laughs> around the coffee table all started talking to her at once in their slow, meandering syntax. Their thesis distilled to this. You can't change me back. It'll shock your system. No one ever changes back the right way. To that, Amelia said, fuck you, give it to me. <laughs> When the girl hesitated, Amelia opened the throttle. She shrieked at the girl to give her the motherfucking goddamn coffee and swiped <laughs> all the display racks of postcards and keychains off the desk and onto the floor where they jangled and skittered to all corners of the room. The girl placed another cup on the counter and Amelia threw it back, scalding into her throat. When she woke up, she was in the backseat of a sedan. A sedan? I'm a hatchback girl. I'm a hatchback girl. When she woke up, she was in the back seat of a sedan, and the person beside her had no head on his shoulders, but two grew out of his abdomen where the seatbelt made a triangle. That makes sense. The man in the middle seat thrashed against his seatbelt as though trying to, to repress a reflex. Amelia glanced in the rearview mirror angled behind her to see that her eyes had gone completely black. The next time she woke, Amelia stood on the porch of the B&B that she and Jake had rented. When he came out to greet and hug her, she called him Adam as if it was the name she had always called him. He kissed her on the cheek and apologized for his behavior and asked if she was all right. Amelia softened and let out a breath that she didn't realize she'd been holding. When she inhaled, his sweatshirt didn't have the musty odor of the bottom drawer that it usually did, but a spice that could only be described as Shakespeare. Do you want to explore the town? He asked. No, Amelia said. I want to go home. Adam looked at her for a moment in concern before he said, okay, yeah, all right. Let me just put the bags in the car right quick. Do you want me to? Do you want to come in and sit down? Give me the keys, she demanded in a way she never spoke to him. Without hesitation, Adam put the car keys in her hand. The last time Amelia woke up, she sat on the passenger side of her own car as Adam drove her down the freeway toward her home. 
a coffee mug in each of their hands. That's, that doesn't sound like a safe driving technique. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have two coffee mugs I could hold? It feels more natural. <laughs> yep, just like that. <laughs> I love it. It feels like you managed to weaponize a bunch of my bad choices. <laughs> That's not what I meant to do. <laughs> my dream. I know, but also, <coughs> I, I guess we have bad dreams about the same kind of shitty dude. Is all I'm saying. We do, and I just I needed to, to share with you how even my subconscious was like, absolutely not, fuck you, and absolutely not, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whole time, and I felt like it was something that you would say and do as well. I appreciate that. So. That is true about me. Well, you saw the moment I really freaked out, so you know, you know, know. you know, you you know, you hit it, you hit it. I know, mm-hmm. and in the dream the the blonde was Anya Taylor Joy so like you couldn't even be really mad about it because no. she's awesome. See what I thought you were about to say was Brie Larson because that's such no. a running joke that like she is clearly <laughs> a beautiful woman except that but she blends in with all the other regular beautiful women. Yeah. The thing is yeah. well, now that she's Captain Marvel and as Captain Marvel she wears those like bomb ass like pretty butch pixie in the last Avengers movie and now I'm like oh Oh yeah, she's fine. I get it. I haven't it. seen I get that, it. but I did love her in Room. And I she think has, she's a great actress. She has a fantastic singing voice. It's also true. Hmm. Interesting. A beautiful singer. Well, you saw Scott Pilgrim, right? Yeah, but it's been a while. That was that was her. Is that her? The rock star girlfriend. Ramona? Yeah. No, oh. no, Ramona, the rock star girlfriend. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. A while, a while. Since AmeriCorps, a while. That's true. That's true. Um. Thank you so much for my phenomenal gift. I, I will immediately order a frame. And thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I didn't give you one because I couldn't remember what your, what your house was like. Um, there is no house. You are looking at the room where I live in my parents' house. That's what I meant. I couldn't remember what the... I couldn't figure out what went with your shit. So I didn't. That's fine. I appreciate that. Um, and thank you for my story where I became a white lady. And I'm, <laughs> having like a, I'm having 40 seconds. I'm having a real um, kind of a uh, what's that Christmas movie I've never seen? Um, it's a wonderful love life. Actually. Oh, oh no, I've seen okay. that. It's a wonderful life kind of thing where it's like, wow, this makes me appreciate my real life so much more. I'm unloved, but at least I'm not fake loved by bad dudes. Well, at least okay, you're not fake loved by bad dudes, and also you're not unloved. We love yeah, you, we obviously. Love you. Yeah, I guess that. Counts. And all of I our listeners that, adore you. I guess that kind of counts. What the <laughs> fuck? Fuck you! I wrote you a story. I gave you the amulet. You the amulet. Did you ever? Did you ever watch Peaky Blinders? I love Peaky Blinders. Yes. You said it just like the, what was his name? The guy with like the wolf head. I gave you the amulet. (laughs) I gave you a story. (laughs) Rachel, can you see my amulet? Okay, you have to remember everyone, I'm not using my laptop. I have an HDMI plugged into my, so like I'm at a distance where I have bad Mm. eyes. I need to get glasses, but I don't. You got to hold it closer to the camera. So I'm like. It looks like a pebble from here. <laughs> she covers, she covers the fucking. <laughs> okay. Mm. I'm 
going to take a portrait mode photo of it. Oh, it needs color. <laughs> I did, though, when we were in that store. I was like, I got to get Mary a rune rock. She's going to fucking hate this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate it. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I, I seriously do kind of want to mount it and wear it. I think I'd wear it as a ring, I, though. Yeah, that makes more sense. Also, I told the guy who owned the store, I was like, I'm getting this from my friend because she's going to fucking hate this. <laughs> he was like, thank you. <laughs> no. That was a really cool store, though. So, listeners, if y'all are in Nashville, you should go hit it up. It's the guy's name is JD. It was, no, it is a beautiful little amulet. Aesthetically, it is perfect <laughs> for me. And also, like, no, I'm, I am, I am here for that kind of shit. You want to send me like rocks blessed with protective spells? Thank you. <laughs> the world is a war zone. Like, give me all the protection you got. I need it. That one was supposed to be about like making life changing wise decisions. I know. And I know, I know. That you are in like a transition. <sighs> my my transition that, that has now extended. been taking like two years. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, that's not your fault. That's not really any of our fault. Mm-hmm. And we that are going to do everything we can to change it. Well, Mary Kay, four days after are, are this. Are you just being avoidant, or are, we, are you ready to read your story? I want to open my present. No, what do you want me to do first? first? Let's do the. Story let's first? get the story out of the way first. Okay. 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 As we were saying earlier, there's like the spooky, there's the scary, and then there's like. What the fuck was that? There was like a cat. Okay, next scene. That doesn't make sense. I don't... <laughs> I have never once written horror, written anything scary. I don't have the imagination for it. So I just went with the ridiculous factor. And... Okay. Also, I, did, I need a counterpoint real quick about how you won that scholarship from writing a fabulous story that might not have been marketed as horror. But as Monica and I were listening to you read that story aloud about her family burning hair, I was like, Rachel's going to win this. Oh. She's going to win. Yeah. Gonna win. <laughs> but I, so. I just, I was like, you know what? I can't do horror. I'm just going to, I'm going to do like a, just go. Okay. You're um, going to hate me. I'm so, I, I apologize I don't think in I will. advance. <laughs> I have to read really slowly, though, because this is the first time I'm laying eyes on it. It might not seem really slow to y'all, but in my head, it's going to be really slow. Okay. Wow. I almost just knocked a bottle of champagne over, but fortunately, it was empty. So. Oh, and oh, also, yeah. also, so I told Mary Kay before I tried to transcribe this while, because I work full time again. I'm trying to transcribe because I write everything freehand. I tried to transcribe it onto my phone. You write not- in cursive too? I only, I exclusively write in cursive. Yeah, you know, same. Like, I, I am a cursive writer, and everyone thinks it's weird. I write half and half. Half you, and half. You write half of <laughs> each. You write half of each letter. So, <laughs> and like it's, it gets like half as tall as it needed to be to be legible. <laughs> I'm all about efficiency. So I, w- I wish Mary Kay all the luck in the world because I. The first half of it, I was able to get on the computer while my computer worked to format it correctly, and then the rest is like text speak. So you got to finish the ending, is and then and then yes, I do have to finish the ending because okay. I didn't even get to <laughs> put the ending into the document. So no, that's amazing. I'm ready. This is Can teamwork. Do it. do it. Yay! This is our birthday present. Rachel wrote this for me. Okay. In the dark of the night, <gasps> a man's scream is heard from the nearby woods. 
followed by slow and steady whimpers. What the fuck? A few campers are seen crawling out of tents, trying to make out each other's faces without any moonlight. The fire from earlier had long been smothered, along with the joy and libations that came with it. <laughs> libations is scary. Libations are my favorite. Libations That's why is my a, bottle is empty. Libations is a nasty word, though. That's how you know it's scary. Okay. <clears throat> now, 11 campers standing freezing and asking themselves puffs of smoke above their faces what was that a 12th camper oops, um, launches himself out of his tent hurtling himself towards the woods wearing only his full body flannel underwear wielding something in his hand the others called out some with concern but most with grimace after a while, a camper is finally able to ignite an old-fashioned gas lantern and squints towards the woods. I think I see something and moves forward. He's coming back. Excuse me. <laughs> Y'all, she just had to burp because she keeps drinking champagne. It's my birthday. It's our birthday. Doth, it is our birthday. Okay. He's coming back. The flannel-clad camper. That was hard to say out loud. The flannel-clad camper limps slowly back into the fold, carrying on his shoulder another man. The others sigh in relief as they recognize the man as one of their own. What happened to you? Asked the man holding the lantern. Their 13th member is scratched all over and bleeding. I'm a very shy peer, so I went into the woods so you couldn't hear me piddle paddle <laughs> near the trees by the tents. But then I got lost and fell into one of those needle bushes. The women all turn away, arms crossed. Oh, Michael. Cue the office theme song. <laughs> That's not all. That's not all. <laughs> that was a great cold open. Thank you. Okay. The Naked Truth. Dunder Mifflin's all-natural pilgrimage back to nature. A Michael Scott team-building partnership pairing friendship-fueling enterprise. <laughs> Starring Mary Kay. This is like a a prose spec script. I fucking love it. Okay. Okay, so I just want to point out that we kind of like round robined at each other too based on our like so Mary Kay actually kind of wrote nonfiction in that she was like interpreting a dream she actually had. I wrote fiction, which I don't normally do. And Rachel is essentially writing a script, which she doesn't normally do. Yeah. So we also like, fan fiction. Fanfic. Okay, I'm ready to read my story now. Damn it. Okay. <sighs> Finally. The team sits around a campfire. This sounds like beach night to me. This is me editorializing. Rachel did not write that. Okay. I'm not going to do that anymore. Maybe I will. I'm going to try not to. No, you should. Please. Go ahead. Okay. 
The team sits around a campfire, some wrapped in blankets and coats and hats. <laughs> Michael sits upright, visibly uncomfortable, in Dwight's heavy-duty sleeping bag. Michael says it's from the prior bush, to which Oscar corrects him, you mean briar bush. <laughs> well, you're prying my patience, Oscar. <laughs> he almost falls forward when he says this, and Dwight helps him to stay upright. Michael looks like a mean caterpillar that's learned he'll never bloom. <laughs> my face is peeing again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I is hate it, that description so much. Is your face piddle paddling? <laughs> you piddle paddled. Your your face okay. just isn't shy about it, you know? Like when it's got piddle, it paddles that shit everywhere. I hope I don't fall in a briar bush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Michael looks like a mean caterpillar that's learned he'll never bloom. New paragraph. Phyllis, holding her mug of hot cocoa, says to the camera over her shoulder with a giggle, Michael hadn't been camping since his mom was between jobs, so they went on a vacation in the park. And so tonight, he brought his old sleeping bag, but he couldn't fit. And he got stuck, so Dwight had to cut him free. Phyllis laughs and says, It had princesses on it. It made me feel like royalty, Phyllis. God, like I was their prince. Okay, okay, everyone, please. Okay, one more team exercise. <laughs> A chorus of moans and Michael's and objections arise, but Pam, who is tired and disappointed from a ruined camping day, says, Come on, let's do one fun thing. Andy raises his hand, but Oscar says he vetoes all Andy's ideas after he started a disastrous round of competitive singing that ended with Kelly throwing a rock at his head, <laughs> which missed and hit Angela instead. After which, when asked by the crew during her one-on-one, -on -one, Kelly shrugged. <laughs> Did she say, don't start no shit, won't be no shit? Um, I, that was the subtext, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Okay. When I was at camp, Pam ignores Michael's interruption to make a band camp joke. Volleyball camp, we used to tell a ghost story. Someone would start and the next person would add on and so forth. Someone could set up the story. I'll go first, says Dwight. <laughs> A lone man goes out to tend his crops one night, only to find his scarecrow has come alive and is terrorizing his neighbors. He makes a menacing face. Good job, Dwight. Shut up, Dwight. That's Jeepers Creepers. Michael scowls, and the others agree. It's supposed to be original. So was Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rachel, this is gold, by the way. I fucking love Again, it. Again, fun yeah. reversal of our writing roles and that I usually write comedy. And I actually wrote horror for fucking once, and now you are writing peak comedy. Truly, truly, truly. I'm like a third of the way through this because it's so fucking bomb. Okay. And my <sighs> eyes keep peeing. Okay. Oh, my God. 
Dwight gives a wearily side eye to the camera. In a one-on-one, Dwight says matter-of-factly, It's a true story. It was my cousin Moe's. After his scarecrow girlfriend went missing, well, he... I'm sure you've read the papers. But later, back in Civilization, when the cameras caught up with Creed Bratton in his own interview, he says he thought that was his cousin? He sits back and nods briefly. The producers behind the cameras try to lure more information out of Creed, but his eyes become disassociated (laughs) and his lips keep twitching into a smile, so they were happy to leave it alone in the end. Jim uses his big boy announcement voice to say, How about this? It was Pam's idea, and she's pretty creative, so why don't we let her start? I am living for these minimal but effective office impressions that Mary Kay is doing. Thank you. (laughs) You're honestly reading it exactly the way that I wrote it. Well, that's because you gave me great tags. I know exactly what you mean when you say his big boy announcement voice. (laughs) Hey, everybody. And like a little bit nasally and a little high pitched yeah. because he's yeah, nervous. Because he's trying he's to minimize to the Boston himself. sound so that we don't know how much mm. that sucks. You know? As you were. Not as creative as the book lady, Phyllis mutters under her breath. Yeah, Kelly agrees all too quick. Or Kelly agrees too quickly. Mary Kay wrote an entire book. Plenty of people publish books like full books. Yeah, but I read it. An entire book. God, Pam. She crosses her arms and gives her a look. Some people don't recognize true talent. Jealous much? Michael tries to paint Mary Kay in a negative light for not attending his super special team-building partnership pairing friendship-fueling camping trip. She's kind of on a book tour, says Andy. Remember Stephen King? Mm. Michael pretends to not recall. I don't. Mm. (laughs) I remember Kelly is really excited to retell Mary Kay's announcement. She looked great. That lipstick. Wow. (laughs) Yay. Me and Mindy are best friends in this fantasy. And Mary Kay had in fact applied a new shine of burgundy red lipstick before fluffing out her curls to tell all these fuckers where they can expect not to see her very soon. As you all know, next week I'll be starting my book tour. She pinches her face toward her shoulder in delight and excitement before cutting her eyes toward the back corner. Yeah, a book, Michael. Michael pretends not to notice that Mary Kay is not only calling him out for all the nerd jokes, but also for being the only one in the office who hasn't bought a copy. (laughs) Even Angela bought one. She actually bought seven, supposedly to burn, along with her other petition to ban denied books. (laughs) But secretly, she keeps a copy under her pile of do's and don'ts of every Christian cat on her book series. Rachel, I love the product placement of my book. Thank you so much. But also, don't you think that Angela and Jane Tobin are like kind of twin, twin flames a yes. little bit? Yes, I do. I feel that hard. Um, however, Mary Kay continued, it's weird quoting myself in the third person. Like, what kind of voice do I use to sound like me? Um, like your normal, been just in- use your normal not professor one. 
I've been invited to start to start early to join discussion panels with Stephen King. She ends <laughs> King like a staccato rather than a verb. Like King because the woman has goddamn class. Did I do it right? Is that how you wanted me to say it? I meant more like because some people would be excited like with Stephen King. But you're like no. Stephen King. But you were like no with Stephen King. King. Like so what we're finding out is that the fictional version of you is actually classier than the real version of you so i like her less now i like her less now okay we'll see okay everyone of course erupts with enthusiasm but michael of course was jealous because everyone's excitement over this instead of his camping trip and blurts okay wow nerd yeah who wants to talk about books and and reading all day. Me. Mary Kay laughed at first from such a ridiculous question. Like, that's the dream. But when he began laughing like a grass straw playground taunter, you can't even justify him with the descriptor bully, Mary Kay haunched her shoulders and clasped her hands together looking like a gangster in need of answers and said, I'm sorry. Tell me again when you got to fulfill a dream of yours and meet all of these famous celebrities in the industry of your job and travel across the country, all expenses paid. She blinked once for effect, twice for impatience, and a third for confusion at Michael's long-winded and terribly awkward babble about owning a condo while he retreated into his office. But before he crossed the threshold, announced Mary Kay was not permitted to receive any souvenirs from the camping trip. Good, she laughed. I don't want any. Excuse me. Back at the campsite, the team's collective story was going fairly well, even with Michael trying to make it another threat-level midnight, and Dwight kept adopting voices of the Simpsons the entire time. What? He asked. Everyone knows Treehouse of Horror is only terrifying because of the absurd voices. It's the grandfather of adult cartoons, people. <clears throat> Even he's, Angela's cat. Right. What? He's right. I mean. Oh. <laughs> Even Angela's cat characters played a critical role when the man of terrible disfigurement came prowling. An animal mutilating sewer dweller, rapist slash serial killer, also called Toby by some, trespassed onto the millionaire farmer baker's Artist's kitchenette loft. Nice. Wow. But then it went back to Kevin, who developed a conflicting detail to Michael's character that granted Kevin's the silent stick, which Michael made up on the spot. (laughs) And when the others defended Kevin, Michael began mimicking everyone, and the entire activity and its elaborate story fell apart. (laughs) Alone with Kelly and the cameras, Oscar admits being disappointed with the abrupt ending. I mean, it was just getting good. My character was finally learning his potential, and even though he's a sidekick, he was discovering how to be the main character of his own story. (laughs) Yeah, said Kelly, and mine was going to make Toby into Michael Jackson, not the molestation part. She quickly adds, just the cool moves and the red jacket and inspiring all the other dead murderers to become fashionistas with killer moves. Kelly is obviously very proud of her pun, and Oscar looks at her with that look he does all too well. 
Suddenly, Pam is heard yelling and retreating from the woods, screaming, something is there. She's not alone. Meredith and Stanley are also hurrying back to the others. Stanley doesn't stop there. He heads past the fire straight into his tent. <laughs> I don't know, Pam stammers. We kept hearing footsteps while getting more wood. We thought it was one of you playing a joke, but the sound kept stopping suddenly. There was this weird glow up ahead. The light looked like it might be another campfire, Pam thought, but there was no smoke. Come on, Pam, party crashing time, Meredith said. Pam said no, but she had already lit another cigar and hiked up her cargo shorts and marched on. But after a couple steps in, there was this terrible sound, a loud crunch. That's all I have. <laughs> That's the end. That's all that I was able to transcribe into the document. Well, that was fucking awesome. Is there more? There is more. Can you read it? You want me to read it? Yeah. Yeah, duh. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, but also, as we were talking, Mary, my cursive is, it's messy, so. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Um, that was oh, I had such a good time reading that. I can't wait to listen back to this again. Also, there was some bloopers. There was stuff that I took out from the beginning because it was just getting too long that I cut it. But there's more. There's, there's more. Thank God I went first. Jesus. Okay. Oh my God! What was that? Relax, Meredith slurred. It's just a fallen tree hollowed out by termites and critters. But when Stanley, standing way back, voicing his last warning before leaving with their only light shined his flash towards them pam felt cold electricity shoot through her toes like when you almost miss a step when climbing the stairs that's not a tree meredith she whispered for a few seconds they stared at the rotting skulls crushed beneath meredith's (gasps) boot it didn't look exactly human but it didn't look exactly animal either as soon as Meredith lifted her foot, a terrible screech sounded, ears splitting and dense, striking them to their core. It was impossible in its magnitude and pulse. It was like audio switching from the right headphone to the left and back. Mm. Mm. Goodbye, Stanley said. Sa- Stanley said. <laughs> Immediately turned and hurried away. Pam and Meredith began to follow. Um, Pam feeling colder by the second and Meredith more sober. Oh my God, Pam, stop. Do you hear that? There was a terrified waver in her voice, but Meredith didn't stop. The sound of multiple voices in one whispering incantations all around them kept Meredith run walking without losing stride. Keep up, girly! (laughs) Later on, while retelling this scene, um... Retelling this, sorry, while retelling this scene to the cameras, she Meredith says that she once been called to do a quote unquote scene. <laughs> she thought the cloaks and candles were a bit weird, and she said their Latin I don't know poetry was weird, but then mm. things got a little too weird. No. So not looking to do that again. <laughs> It was when they heard a similar crunch right to the left of them when Pam finally screamed and they cleared themselves of the darkness back to the campfire. Stanley comes out of his tent with his things, his hat on his head, and his pockets full of salt packets. 
Y'all do you what you want. I'm going home. Stanley, wait! Yep. Michael called out. Wait, I just... He started grabbing the last of his s'mores in his sleeping bag. Oh, God, where's... Never mind. Stanley, wait, I'm coming! But Jim clapped him on the shoulder, forcing him back into the seat at the campfire. You want a team building, Michael? So you're sticking with us. And then I switched notebooks because I... <laughs> Enough chit chat, Dwight declares, popping seemingly out of nowhere, cocking a gun. Thank God, Dwight brought a shotgun. Finally, your bullshit is handy, <laughs> Kelly sighs. Dwight leans into the praise with a lofty smile, hiding something. Don't worry, everyone. Jim! Dwight nodded for him to follow. Dwight, no, he says. We're all leaving together. Let's have suddenly a shrieking laughter came from the small bundle of trees behind their sight. An emission of fog was bellowing from the darkness. It clung to the damp, cold earth as it crawled closer towards them, a curdling white-gray color that began to rise and spread and thicken amongst them. It was growing more and more difficult to see one another, and the fog smelled as Andy described as sweaty puddle. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, Andy described as sweaty butthole. Everyone huddled closer together. What about Stanley? Phyllis cries. Forget him. He's a goner, says Dwight. Through the dense smoke, they hear a cackling laughter. Slowly, a shadow appears. The angel of death. Dwight whispers in awe. <laughs> the shadow moves closer to them, slowly taking form and the voice becoming more clear, almost sweeter, until eventually an incredible voice shouts right before them. I be the witch of the wood! <laughs> Jan? In my head, they're wearing your poncho. Is it Jan? But it's Jan wearing the poncho, shouting about how she's the witch of the wood, right? <laughs> even though she's the witch of the wood, her hair is still styled and she's still fully made up. She's just wearing Rachel's poncho also. Yeah. <laughs> They all scream even as they recognize the beautiful Mary Kay in the moonlight. She laughs. Mary Kay in the moonlight is what I'm going to call my first fragrance. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. She laughs and she laughs and she laughs. What the hell? Michael screams furious. That's what you get for being a jerk all week, she replies. That's true. But what about Stephen King, Phyllis asks. Shh, I don't fuck with no Stephen King. I don't, that's true. That's <laughs> true about you. Meredith looks at her like she's the true badass queen she looks up to. And says... Thank you. Damn. <laughs> Another notebook change. 
<laughs> this is when it gets really ridiculous. This is when it gets really dumb. But Pam stammers, <laughs> turning back towards the thick black shadows of the woods. But I know there was something else going on in those woods. Oh, yeah, Mary Kay says, pulling out the keys to her car. That's Rebecca Kinsley and Simone Bowles. They're crazy black witches, so we better get out of here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what about Stan- What about Stanley? Um, Dwight asks, holding up his firearm. Oh, trust me, says Mary Kay. He's gone. And trust, and <laughs> that won't help you. So you what do we- fucking kill Stanley? So what do we do now? I put him in that lighthouse and shot him into space. <laughs> so what do we do now? Mary Kay says, we're going for pizza and drinks at my place, just, of course. I just need to be clear. Mary Kay killed the black guy immediately in her horror story. No, I no. sent him into space. That was his no. dream. You cocked your shotgun and said he was gone. No, Dwight cocked his shotgun and Mary Kay said, oh, well, that's not... He's gone, and even if you go back, that's not going to help you. Not against okay. Rebecca Kinsley just... and Simone Bowles. Okay, well, just, okay. you know, I'm so just what do we do concerned. Now? I'm concerned about him. I'm concerned. We're going for pizza and drinks at my place. Whiskey and yes. gin is all I got, y'all. And everyone... <laughs> like Christmas trees. <laughs> and everyone follows hurriedly... Everyone follows hurriedly behind Mary Kay to the gravel lot. As they retreated in the dark, far corners of the woods, Stanley's dead eyes watched on. No! And I didn't want to give away the time. I didn't want you to know it was going to be The Office, so I waited till the end to tell you the true um, title of this. is called Enchantment Level Moonlight. Yay! Because <laughs> well I had done. to, I had the idea. I was like, well, "How can I make a scary story with Mary Kay in it, but The Office?" Oh, I know. I'll just do Threat Level Midnight, but like the Treehouse Horrors version. <laughs> Rachel, I love it. Thank you so much. I feel I like I failed the assignment at this point. No, no I felt like I did. Interpreted it different. There was all so good. I can't wait to give you like some of the parts that I cut out because I was getting way too into like the office talk, <laughs> like with them going to like their one on one. I was getting way too into. It. <laughs> well, girl, like like I said, I think we should adapt I, this like for the screen, and I got you there. I can help you with that, and we can we can actually like, you know, like fidget. With the moments that need to be talking hat. Like, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. And I want to watch it. <laughs> you'll be our you'll be our guest of honor to watch. Okay. Watch what? Like, we're going to have to do a reading ourselves. The office has been over for many years now. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So we've each read our quote-unquote scary I want to open my present. Oh, my God. Open the big open one. Open fucking present? Open the big one last. That's very important. Well, this is a big one, too. But is it flat? It's flat. Okay, open that one first. Girl, what did you did? It's an Edgar Allan Poe coloring book. <gasps> to help with your anxiety. I was going to say, it's so anxiety. I love it. Thank you. It's skulls and beautiful ladies and 
some nooses and all your favorite things, except maybe all my favorites. Maybe not just the nooses a few as much, of my favorite like... things. Wow! I recently I started like, well, I can't see it. Oh, she can't see shit, girl. Like we'll send each other pictures yeah. later. Okay. Um. Yeah, I started coloring like while watching The Office or Peaky Blinders, and it's so soothing. I'm gonna do it. It's true. It's true. I, it's beautiful. Thank there should be you. another little thing in that envelope. In this one? Mm -hmm. Okay. I knocked my microphone over because I was excited and a little drunk. <gasps> there is another little thing in A here. little drunk? Bitch, you told us you cleaned out a bottle of champagne. It was mostly empty already. Why okay. did you recork champagne? <clears throat> this friendship has gone off the rails. We have to have a talk, Mary Kay. You recorked champagne. No, I got I I kissed a guy in Italy and he gave me one of those special corks they use at bars. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Ooh. What am I What am I looking at, girl? It's. I think it's a sexy hand thing. I think it goes it still... on. It goes on your foot. A sexy foot jewelry. <laughs> Yeah, because your one foot has the tattoo, but the other one needs some decoration. But the other one is so naked and sad. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Good, I'm glad. I want, like, one little thing for each part of your personality. That's a very elegant part. <laughs> a little gold jewelry. It's true. Your feet are elegant. Mine are... What's the opposite of elegant? Repulsive? It's probably that. No, oh, stop. Yeti? Yeah. Yeah. Can I open the big one? I put my box cutter okay. here a long time ago. You got a box cutter? Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm a grown. Yeah. First I have a box cutter. I have two, but I don't know where one of them is right now. So I was about to say, like, that's good. You're grown, just like, you know, losing a drawer normally, right? And then you said that, and I was like, oh no. Oh no, my whole, I'm line, opening my it. whole line of questioning is wrong. She has two box cutters. She don't know where one of them is. I can't even start from the premise of you. I'm grown. pretty sure it's in my toolbox, but then the little compartment, like the Tupperware that has all the nails in it, you know, separated, it opened in there, and I just have been like, I don't want to deal with this for a couple. Yeah, that's so why I don't use a toolbox like all that. Like I have like the receptacle I like, and then I organize my shit with smaller things, and they're like, like. <laughs> what are you? Are you just flinging bubble wrap? Yeah. Okay. This was supposed to be like a half hour episode. This Look is like this. a Matryoshka doll of boxes. I just keep opening and opening. Oh, they, you remember that they time? Do you remember that time that you were like, Mary will know what that word is? And I was like, yeah, Matryoshka. And you were like, yes. <gasps> this is the teapot from the office. <laughs> when Jim gets her a secret Santa, y'all. <laughs> I wish I love it. I wish I could have. I just wish I could have gotten it sent to my house first in time, and I could have stuffed it. To put his your high school picture in. <laughs> the yearbook picture. I love it. It's beautiful. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just posted about cardamom tea from the show account. I'm gonna send you some cardamom tea to put in there. Okay. You're, I like cardamom. I think you're gonna like it. It's like just like if you've if you ever been like I like tea, but like I wish it were more like coffee. Cardamom yeah. tea is like right in that sweet spot where it's like this is bold, this is juicy. I love it, <laughs> but it's not all like my picture with it and miserable. You want me to take your picture, <laughs> Mary? Kay, how would we? 
Do it again. I'm so drunk. My eyes don't even look open. (laughs) They don't at all. (laughs) You look like you're asleep, but sitting up, but holding a teapot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Kill me. This is the photo right here. (laughs) Hold on. Stay still. Keep making noise, Mary Kay. Keep making noise. <laughs> My eyes are peeing. <laughs> Your eyes are piddle paddling. They're piddling. Oh, it. <laughs> All right. So tell you what. We hope that there was something about this that was kind of scary. At this juncture, it seems like it was probably mostly the teeth thing that was scary because yeah, everything else was, was just really like scary. awesome and hilarious. Um. Thank you. Guys, three years is a long-ass time to be doing something like this. And we hope we've gotten better. We've certainly tried to be better. We hope we have kind of opened up of ourselves and and shared something meaningful. That, that, That was always the point of this show. But we hope we've gotten better at doing that. We hope that Y'all have had more fun listening. We hope y'all have maybe learned a thing or two. That would be cool. Like we, we're a bunch of teachers too. So we like um, the idea that maybe we got to share even a tidbit with you that you didn't know. Um, We hope that you're just still here. That if you started a long time ago, you chose to stay. You made it through all that shit. Thank you. That's wonderful, because yeah. if you if you started from day one, you know, I wasn't always there from day one. Rachel wasn't always there from day one, and we just love each other, and we love doing this, and we're very grateful for those of you who keep showing up and keep listening, because, well, frankly, we were doing this before any of you were listening anyway, and we had fun doing it then. It's just so much more fun doing it now when we get to hear from y'all about episode you liked or thoughts that made a difference to you or jokes that really just hit you right so thank you so much for giving us a reason to celebrate our third birthday we are walking we are talking we cannot read yet (laughs) we are three years old one two three (laughs) so um Coming up next, Rachel, would you like to tell us about this? Because I know this was your jam. Mm-hmm. Okay, so up next, we're talking about um, 2005's The Descent. You guys should know this one. It's terrifying. They go under the earth, and not like that one where they go through the catacombs because they think they're like smart shit, and that's just unrealistic. Boo. But there's like these hikers that get stuck, and they go further and further, and there's these things, and it's terrifying. Okay, so based on the way you've described it, it seems like it would be helpful for me to actually read the description. Can I? Should I do that? Can I do that? Should I do that? So do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what it is, it, what happened was that women on a caving expedition encounter ravenous underground predators that would love to sink their teeth into fresh meat. I hate that description so much. Honestly, it's too visceral. Let's have a happy Halloween. Thank you. It is our birthday. And we love you. Bye. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh!
Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it because it's real and it has a name. One Million Musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One Million Musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.